Hi my friends, my name is Gray Jalesi with the Gray Ave Podcast and on today's episode we got Dominic Aino from Switzerland and Dom is a really cool guy, he loves to cook, he's a food blogger and a traveler we met in Cape Town and I hosted him for a night on his very first couchsurfing experience and we had so much fun even though it was only for I think two nights. It was really cool, so we had a fun conversation and I learned a lot from him. A really, really, really fun guy. Uh, Dom's blog, which you could check out, is shareit.ch, which is www.shareit.ch, because it's Switzerland. So you can check it out there. It's like one of the biggest uh, food blogs in Switzerland right there. Um, So he is actually the guy into too many things in his life which is really inspiring uh, he's a student and he works and also he has other personal business going on like teaching uh, so he I was wondering how he does it all at the same time at the same time being in a seven-year relationship which is I think that's badass you have to give him credit for doing all that stuff at once so right before we jump into the podcast I just got to read a quick message that I've got uh, from Marcus Levinsky from Germany. He says, uh, Hi, Gray. I was listening to the recent podcast yesterday. Are you really getting evicted from your place because you had Kassrafa staying with you? And thanks for the message, Marcus. And the answer is, I was about to, but I had a chance and a meeting with the uh, body corporate so we negotiated and we talked about it now we're not gonna move out i'm still gonna stay in and it's all good now so uh, i guess you have been listening to yeah to episode number 10 swear when i said that so yeah just to keep your heads up and you said you're coming to cape town in january looking forward to meet you pal thank you and just to remind everybody out there you can be my friends too we can uh, what I do here, I just meet different people and have conversations with them. And you can be part of the conversations, part of the friends. And what you have to do is to subscribe if you go on my uh, on my website, which is uh, www.greyjamesi.com or iTunes. You can subscribe there. And then every new episode that I put out, you can just uh, receive it from your email and then you will listen to it from there. So... Other message that I'm looking at here, it says, Hi, Gray. You seem like you listen to a lot of podcasts yourself. How do you manage to listen to them? Uh, my answer is I listen to pod- podcasts while I work. So when I'm working, in my headphones, usually I'm listening to podcasts. I don't work well with music, you know. So I listen to a lot of podcasts that are long form. And I just download them so that they're offline. And sometimes turn off my internet. And when I'm working on my desk, I always have my headphones with a podcast on so without further ado enjoy this podcast with dominic i know from switzerland and remember to be awesome my friends and subscribe to the gray app podcast on itunes or on stitcher or on google play whatever format you use to listen to the podcast or you can just do it on my website as i said now let's get started well yeah my name is dominic i am 24 years old and i live in switzerland and um i came four days ago i arrived here in cape town and last night i had the pleasure to stay here at your couch and have a good time and I plan to stay here until the 1st of November, mm. but I travel around and, well, I don't have plans because I travel on my own and I just just want to see what's next mm. because I think this is the best way to, to meet new people and to make, uh, make a good time of it. Cool. So yesterday was your first go surfing experience, you say? Yeah. Totally. What do you think? It was so good, honestly, huh. because I was... I was um, I was quite impressed because um, I thought maybe there would be something like a gap between you and me mm. because I don't know maybe I can imagine that sometimes people come and then they leave and have a look at the city and then they just come home and go on the couch and sleep 
but I but I really felt um, very good mm. because you show me everything and I think at the end of the day it was really a good experience and I'm sure that I want to keep on doing it yeah. and use so how you how do you normally travel well normally I go to hostels mm. because I think they are very cheap and you meet a lot of people very quick but the thing is that when you well I felt that I want to be more I want to feel the culture more and when I am in a hostel I don't really feel that because there are so many people from all over the world but you don't really feel the people from from the city or from the country where you are in sure and that was uh, that was my goal to to be more in the culture to mm. feel the culture so besides surfing, you still went to some hostels right yeah was it good here? What do you think of the hostels in Cape Town generally? Well, honestly, it was very clean and the people were very, very nice. I didn't expect that, that they they really gave me amazing tips and tricks for, for Cape Town and for Cape Town around it, for the area around Cape Town. Yeah. And I really didn't expect that, that they would they would give me uh, these good recommendations. What hostel did you go? Um, Ashanti. Yeah, Green, that's in Greenpoint. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I like yeah. it. I like it. Shanti. And they, yeah, it, they were really so nice, so yeah. nice. Who, and who is that girl on the reception? I think she's like Dutch or something. I made her once. I don't even know if she's Dutch because when I was there, there were two men. Mm, okay. There and there was no girl. Oh, okay. At stage, yeah. So, uh, why did you travel? Why are you on this trip? Because I two years ago I was in Asia. And I did the same trip. I traveled around for about for at least one month on my own. And the reason is that I want to find myself. I want to. I have to say it like this: when when you travel with friends or with your girlfriends, you never ask other people, and you never you are never that close to the people around you because mm. you have someone beside you and you talk to to them. And when you travel on your own, you are more, more open, and you you learn a lot about yourself, because I feel that sometimes the 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 society gives you gives you a direction where you go, mm. and sometimes I don't even think about. Uh, which direction I want to go because the society tells me come on we go out tonight and mm. I say okay let's do it but I don't ask myself do I want to go out yeah yeah because everyone is going so I just go and when you travel on your own it's really like you do it because you want to do it yeah, sure. or you stay at home because you want to stay at home correct uh, so before this kind of travel on your own have you traveled before with friends or a partner yeah um but I was just in Europe and in New York as well but um, yeah it was typically so you go with your friends to Paris stay there for three or four nights and you just do what everyone is doing you have a look at the Eiffel Tower and so on mm. the traditional stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this trip is very different I guess for as compared to the rest of the trips you have done before definitely definitely and it's the first time that I'm in Africa oh. And for me, it's always different because I think when you are in Europe, you go into that country and the society is, um, I have to say it like this, there are Asian people, they are black people, they are white people. Mm. And when you go to Asia, then there are just Asians everywhere. Yeah. And now I'm in Africa and most of the people are not white. Mm. And I think the first couple of days it's kind of weird because you are not used to this, yeah, yeah. and everyone looks at you. I, well, I feel like everyone looks at me, but I, it's after three or four days you re realize I don't even look at you. You yeah. just feel like that way, yeah, because you are not used to that. Everyone is uh, <laughs> cool, man. In, in this kind, yeah. that's a fun experience. It's really funny, and I think it it shows you that um, you. You go into a country and you got your mindset already. You yeah. are you already think you know everything, ah. and then it's a huge surprise that you that you see that when you give people a smile, they smile back, 
And often when you, I mean, when I look at myself, it's the same. I am in the city and I don't smile when I just walk through the city. And mm. I think when, when a tourist looks at me in Switzerland, for example, they think, okay, uh, is he angry or, or what's going on? And I think when I travel, I, I realize that, that you just need to, to smile and people will smile back. Yeah. And then the whole, the whole gap between between them and you will be away yeah okay so before you came to africa what is your perspective of africa what did you think of it as well i have to be honest when i told my family that i go to africa mm. everyone was like it's so dangerous it is really dangerous and i i really tried to st to to start a journey like this like a white paper that means I I don't try to have too much thoughts in my mind about the country. I think it's important that you uh, preparate everything well. But honestly, I, I was not afraid mm. to come here. And I thought that or I think that the people are nice everywhere in the world. It doesn't matter where you where where you go and so I really looked forward to do this trip. For me, it, it doesn't make a difference if I'm in, in Africa or in Asia or in yeah. Europe or in the US. I think I always go with, with the same mindset or yeah. I try to do that. But then before you came here, I've never been in, in America, for example. I have my own vision of what it is. Just like you say, you think you know everything, right? What was... Africa in your mind back then before you came and saw it in my mind I that's a good question because I think when you are here then you already got all the inputs from from everywhere yeah. so but when I look back I I thought Africans are very open mm. I had this picture of singing people on the streets okay having weird clothes and just have a good time and that there are a lot of animals that sure. is another thing yeah it's kind of weird but when i think when you tell someone what do you think about africa then the first thing is animals yeah and i i was kind of surprised because i think cape town for example is very european sure. because the traffic works and uh, there is a pick and pay shops everywhere so it's not really like I thought maybe I have to prepare more so look at all the medical stuff maybe uh, take a lot of water with you because you never know but at the end of the day it's, it's just a city yeah, yeah. and everything works mm. so and I never had problems so far I never felt felt uh, afraid on the street for example as everyone said right. be attention and have a look but mm. i think when when you have when you go how should i explain it when you when you just go and don't think too much just mm. do it because the human being has got a good feeling so listen to your heart yeah and i think then everything will be good cool uh so back home I'm going to ask you a question that I hate answering myself, but I'm going to ask it in a way. What, what do you do back home? For a living? Oh, yeah, could yeah. be. Um, I study communication. Mm -hmm. And at the end of September, I quit my job. I worked in the tourism area. And now my new job is starting at 1st of January. So I got three months off. And I really wanted to use this three-month to travel so now I'm here and then I go to Iceland so it's the opposite thing so it's very cold and I want to see the, the polar lights there so yeah and there I in January I start my new job in the communication area mm. and I really look forward to so how are you gonna balance school and work well that that's not that easy I have to be honest because the first two years of my bachelor degree I was in a traditional high, not high school, university. 
so that means on Monday, Wednesday and Friday I went to university and I studied there but then I realized that this is not the way I want to study so now I study in Germany that means I got an iPad at home and every time when I want to learn I just take my iPad and there are all the books, all the questions, all the exams and I do it like this and now for me it's quite difficult because I need to I need to it's hard to have a balance like yeah. this uh -huh. so you do it all online basically that's what you're trying to say yeah I do everything online yeah so your university is not from Switzerland anymore it's from Germany that's correct yeah how easy is it to do that you just do it like that well the thing is I realized that it's not that easy as I thought because you really have to be focused and in my life it's really like I got a blog as well and when I can choose do I want to work for the blog or do I want to work for the school I always mm. work for the blog but I know I shouldn't do it that way but yeah yeah but I think it's quite hard to really to, to stay focused and say I want to do that so so I learn now but I think it's all about time management mm. this is this is uh, a big thing for me to have a good time management and to manage everything before um, I go to work mm -hmm. so before um, before I go to work I have one hour for myself where I can manage everything I have a look what what is on my to-do list for today stuff like that that makes it easier so what's your blog all about well I got a food blog called mm -hmm. share eat and there I share recipes and some lifestyle stuff as well because um, I just love lifestyle products and I think a blog should be about things that you love mm -hmm. and cooking and eating is a passion for me so I really enjoy that a lot when, when did you start it? I started two years ago yeah pretty much two years November 2014 yeah why? because the reason is when I always told my mother that my mother is a cook and when I was at home I always wanted to cook and my mother always told me yeah go and cook but then I I was like no I don't want to cook at home with my mom because when you cook with your mom at your mom's place it's always like you cannot even eat your mother is already screaming please can you clean the kitchen yeah and I hated that so I I always say yeah come on I I don't want to cook she she can cook and then I I moved with my girlfriend together in a new apartment and there was suddenly this passion that I want to cook and I realized that it's not that easy to to cook a lot of different things because I I am very good in tomato sauces for example so I did I don't know three times a week I did tomato sauce with spaghetti yeah and I didn't realize how how big the effort is to to cook different things and not every time the same thing so my motivation for this blog was i i really wanted to learn how to cook different things to have different tastes to create different tastes yeah this is the main reason why i started the blog okay and then you just so when you started when you say it's a food blog do you teach people how to cook or no, I have um, I have recipes. That means from my family there are recipes. There are recipes from other food bloggers as inspiration. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of cookbooks at home, and I really try to to eat clean and cook clean. And I try to to have recipes on my blog which are clean as well for sure. And um, yeah there I have my recipes from so I, I don't really teach the people how to cook because mm. I think I, I never really learned how to cook officially and there are a lot of people who can cook better than me but I see on the blog my my viewers they always tell me that this is this is the point that when when I cook something and I shoot it by myself the people see the the menu the meal and they think I could do it that way as well 
and if a chef is doing it it looks fabulous it looks amazing but a normal mother at home she thinks or I even thought that I can never do it that way so I don't even try it why should I try it yeah sure I think this is this is a yeah secret I would say so yeah that um people can connect to to bloggers like me mm. so how big is your blog there well I got you know how big I would say in Switzerland it's it's well I'm not that bad I would say mm. so I got about three thousand five hundred followers on Instagram mm -hmm. one thousand five hundred on Facebook oh. and about everything I got about 5,000 followers I would say when I look at my website and mm. all the social media stuff it's about 5,000 okay. followers per month and if somebody search in Google how quick do they find you there in well in Switzerland I, I really try to do my content that everyone can find it very easily Sure. so um, I worked in the online marketing as well in the tourism area and there I learned how to how to build content that that it's um, good to find on Google. So that means when when you Google food blog Switzerland, for example, I'm on the first page, and that's well, that's very good because that means I got a lot of clicks. Mm. Because in my opinion, people don't really go to site number four to find my food blog somewhere. For sure. And yeah, I think this is the main problem when I look at other food blogs because when you have no idea about online marketing. It's so hard that you get a visibility and that people really find you. Yeah, I think this is the biggest, the biggest challenge for all the bloggers out there. Yeah. So, what are the tools that make you to be found easily? What are the things that someone can do easily to to be indexed by Google quickly, for example? Well, the thing is, for example, it's very important that you spread your link. On Google when you start a blog mm -hmm. that means there are thousands of food blogs out there and it's very good when you go and comment their blogs for example or you go on a newspapers website sometimes they got their um, and the recipe area as well there go and give them a comment give them a like on social media the same go on Instagram go on other um, food related pages yeah. and comment the things like the things that other blogger out there which are related to your theme that they realize there is a new blogger out there and even I mean in Switzerland the blogger scenery is quite small so I think the the people really want to help each other and they they want to build a blogger network and when you have a network it's so much easier to work together and give tips and tricks to each other and everyone well everyone can just win when you yeah when you have a network like this do you ever make revenue from your blog at all well in the first one year i didn't mm. because i think the the thing about blogging is you need a lot of patience sure because when you start you don't have a lot of followers I mean sure you could use money on Facebook to buy social um, um, Facebook ads sorry and then you got in a short time maybe a lot of Facebook friends but that doesn't count at the end of the day so for companies it's very important that you have content that is on a high level that that you really give your your honest opinion to the products or to recipes or to companies as well so when i want to come back to your question yeah i do uh, some money yeah now from my blog okay. but it's not that much oh, okay. because i think when when every post is just about another company the viewers they realize that that it's just about the money yeah and then they won't follow you anymore okay, in my so opinion for you you try to keep it authentic too yeah totally, totally. Yeah, okay awesome so for the first year you ran without no revenue at all. you were so committed to this thing eh? i was yeah. I, I think you have to be because the thing is why should i start something like this when it's just about the money because mm. for me it was the passion sure my main goal was to learn how to cook 
learn how to do new things, learn how to make a, I don't know, a clean version of um, of brownies, for example, sure. by using avocado instead of chocolate, stuff like this. That was my that was my main goal at the at the very first steps. But then suddenly you realize, I mean, one blog post takes me about four to five hours. I mean, by cooking, shooting, then write the text, um, maybe editing the photos a little bit. It's a lot, a lot of work. And then I realized after one year, maybe I should do something to monetize mm -hmm. the whole thing. And then I wrote some companies if they want to make a corporation with me. And then when it starts, it begins to roll sure. like a snowball. And mm. then the companies come to you. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, incredible. So, in all this, are you there's a little bit of a technical aspect involved in like blogging to make it successful, as as you said, right? So, from a marketing guy, like from a communications guy like you, which is where you started university, right? Yeah. How do you manage to have some technical knowledge in this thing? Well, the thing is, I learned this whole thing. So in Switzerland, you do something called apprenticeship. Mm. That means I, I learn four years how to, to do a job. So I learned in the IT area. That means I got the technical background from there. Sure. Especially, I mean, today, it's the most important thing is to have a beautiful website, nice photos, stuff like this. Mm. It's all about the design. And if you have no idea... In, in this technical thing, I I really think people should learn how to do it before they start to block. Well, because it's all about the basics. I think you can start with the basics and if you realize, oh, okay, I changed something at my design and you get more followers, then you got a higher motivation to to learn even more about this whole thing. But, sure. but I think I see, I see a lot of bloggers who are having no idea of online marketing, no technical aspects, uh, no no background from this from this site, and they just say, "I don't mind. I don't mind if I get a lot of followers. I don't mind if I if I get some money from from the posts. They just want to cook and they just want to share the recipes for family and friends and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a lot of them. Great. Cool. So. Besides your studying and your blog, what, what are the other things that you, you try to do on the side? Well, I do some sport. So I really love to go jogging. I love to play badminton as well. Mm. And on the other hand, I give computer courses to elderly people. Mm. That means I realize that, in especially in Switzerland, there are a lot of... I don't want to say, yeah, I say it, old people, mm -hmm. and they really like to learn how to use the computer, the iPads, iPhone, and so on. And there are a lot of courses in Switzerland. But the thing is that when you when you take a course like this, there are 20 other peoples in this, in this room, and there is one teacher who shows you everything, and the people, in my opinion, they are afraid to, to ask questions. And... I think in, in this surrounding, it's it's not possible to really learn something. So I do one-to-one -one courses. I go home to them and I teach them how to use it there. And I think the, the gap between me and the old people or the old person is much smaller yeah. than when you go to a course with 20 other people in the same age. Sure. How did you come up with this idea? That's pretty smart. I mean, you told me yesterday about <laughs> this, but like, I'm still... Thank you very much. Well, how did I start? It's very funny because I... I didn't work, but I I helped in the church mm. in Switzerland. And they did a new program where old people come with their handies, with their smartphones, and young people from... I don't know, 14 to 20, they show the old people their own handy, their own smartphone. Sure. And, but this course was just every three months. So I realized that 
well, I have to say it like this. The course was booked out after every session. Right. So it was already booked out for the next session when the session was uh, already was finished. Yeah. And then I realized, okay, why is it always booked out? It's not even in a newspaper. It's nowhere, but everyone knows about it. And then I talked to the people from the church and asked them if there would be a possibility that we can give them my address and my telephone number if there is... Um, another problem that they have at home or yeah. with their smartphone they can give me a call so this whole thing started with with this and then we we printed some information material with the logo from the church and then we just used this information material for for marketing but we didn't really spend a lot of money we just put this information material and put it on the on the table in the church for example or in a in a smartphone shop as well that was really funny i was in a smartphone shop in mm. in my hometown i didn't know that there will be my material so i went into this shop because mm. i wanted to buy a new handy and suddenly i saw my face on the table from this shop Oh, like they advertising yeah. that if you want to get help, you need to yeah. see this guy. And I had oh. no idea. And I was like, okay. Free advertising. Yeah, free advertising. There's nothing better, right? Yeah. yeah, cool, man. So on all these hustles that you do, you're pretty much a hustler. Um, do you have a support system? Like, do you have a team? Or what, what are the people that gets you going, like fueling you up to not stop and still manage to juggle many many things at once well I really love to have different things at the same time because I I know that I'm one of I how should I explain it I get bored quick very quick yeah we have one thing in common there yeah <laughs> and I think this is the main point I mean when I for example I, I got a design on my blog and my girlfriend is doing the the logo design for me and after three months I I told her can we change it and she was like no we cannot change it I mean we did some marketing stuff we cannot change it now and then I after six months again can we change it and then we changed it after one year and now the second year is over and we change it in one month again because oh. I, I hate it when it's always the same and the same in my in my life I don't like I, I cannot imagine to stay in one job for 10 years and do the same every time I think there for, for your own for your own how should I explain it to to go further um, it's it's very important to to take new steps because you just stand at the same at the same point all the time and you don't take new steps new path and meet new people which are giving you new feedback and new inputs. I think this is so important. And uh, I had never been on, on the same job for one year before. Really? Uh, but in September, it was an anniversary for me for the first time to be on okay. the same. I've changed many jobs so many. Because like, just like you, I don't like to settle too much. Yeah, and this was more like a challenge to myself saying, look, I need to learn just to be on the same. But there it was just like, they gave me space to explore and do many Beautiful. things just than being in box away and just like doing the same thing all the time so it was easy to, to get by well that's cool i mean yeah. i think this is this is the, the point i mean when you got the freedom to to try new things in your company or where you work or mm. then i think it's not a big deal to stay longer than i don't know one or two years if yeah. you got the possibilities sure but i don't know but in I think 2016 we are not that that far that the people are really that free that they can they can just go to their company and say who I don't feel that good can we change something yeah I think it takes so much time when I, when I say that today to my boss yeah. I think it takes I don't know one year until something will be will change yeah yeah for sure and yeah so your, your girlfriend is involved in all those things that you do, mm -hmm. like the, the blog, for example. Yeah. How much involvement? Well, when we started, she did the whole thing. She did the whole design. 
and all the photography right. because she studied photography in the university and but that was just at the beginning because I realized that it's my passion sure. and it's my project and it's my blog and so she learned me all the basics that I can do it on my own now to edit all the pictures and to take the pictures especially and um, yeah so now the involvement isn't that big as it was one year ago because yeah it's always the same you have to imagine when it's Saturday I am at home and I want to shoot something for the blog and my girlfriend isn't in the mood to do the pictures mm -hmm. what are you doing then I mean when I do the pictures at the beginning they look really bad yeah and so yeah I think it's it's really not that easy when not both people have the same involvement to this project and they try to do um, they try to to bring the blog to a new level mm. and I felt that that it was me who who wanted to bring it to a new level and to a new uh, area how long have you guys been together we are together since seven years seven years yeah <laughs> and you're only 24 sorry you're 24 right? I am 24 yeah Jeez, how, how do you manage <laughs> to balance work and um, a full-time relationship? Well, yeah, I know seven years is a long time, but it makes it so easy because, I mean, I was 17 when, when we came together and everything, everything was growing so slowly that we, can, we really learned how to manage this whole thing. It was not like she met me and then I had all these projects and that's it. She, ha she, she has to do it like, no, not she has to do it, but how should I explain it? I mean she had no idea with 70 we both had no idea that I will have so many projects at the same time sure so I'm sure for her it's not that easy uh, as it sounds because I got I got no time Mo most most of the day I don't have really time for her and I really try to make uh, little islands of time for example a Sunday where I say come on today we are just we we both together yeah. and we don't talk about my project we don't talk about my blog and like this it makes it easier but mm. it's like in every relationship I think I think after seven years you got the same problems yeah like when you are together for three years also but it's good that you found somebody who can work with you in understand what what you're trying to do as totally well. i think that's hard to <laughs> this my mom always always tells me oh my son i don't want to be together with you or i i, I could never be together with you like yeah. like my girlfriend is doing oh. it <laughs> and then she's really always laughing and and says my god I, my son you are so complicated you got yeah. so many things at the same time mm. how can sarah my girlfriend how can she manage this whole yeah. thing oh man that's that's amazing Thank you very much. <laughs> cool. Uh, and now you're drinking a beer, a South African beer right now? Yeah, I like what it. What do you think? It's very good. Oh. It's not very similar than in Switzerland. Okay. I really like it. And it's cheap also here. <laughs> it's cheap. True story. And no, Steve just you. brought a six pack. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, Steve. <laughs> Go for it, guys. Go for it. <laughs> cool, yeah. Um, and uh, anything else you would want to say to the other travelers or well i i really just recommend to use couch surfing right it's, it's so cool you meet so amazing people and well it was my first experience but i think when the first experience is good it it that's the start of something new and i really hope that i can i can travel the next couple of years like this and use couch surfing even more Cool. Um, I, I want to ask you something. Sure. If you had to lose everything that you have right now, your job, your blog, whatever you do, all your hustles, mm -hmm. how would you come back to where you were? How would you bounce back? If you had to lose all the money, everything you have. Good question, man. Good question. How would I come back? I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, I... I am still able to do anything that I've done so far. I mean, 
I think when you lose everything, you you learn a lot. I mean, there is a reason why why you, you lost, lost everything. For sure. So I think there is a a, a big learn effect for yourself, and I think. I would do the same exactly, mm-hmm. but better, because you learn so much. And I mean, when I look how I started two years ago with the blog and how the blog looks now, mm. then I mean it's amazing when you it's it's like a restart. You can start with a white paper mm. and write your story new. I mean, it's your story, or in my case, it is my story, and I am the writer of my story. And yeah. um, so I would do exactly the same thing. Start a blog. Just just do it. Yeah. Just start something. Not think about it all the time. Should I? Should I not? There are so many competitors out there. Blah, blah, blah. I know there are a lot of people who are having blogs, who are doing courses or are having a job and studying. But at the end of the day, it's the problem is that a lot of people are afraid of just trying it. Yeah. And if you fail... Pfft, no one no one asks you about your fails at the end of the day when the, when there is a success no one will ever ask what sure. what was wrong they only see the the successes they only see, at the end of the day i think they just see the success yeah. and people people are how should i say it when i try when i try 10 different things i think everyone is telling me everyone would tell me it's good that you even tried it yeah, sure. I mean, is there something worse than when you are old and you think I never tried it? Mm-hmm. Try it, and if you lose, stand up, do it again, do yeah. it better, do it sure. different. Try, try a new path. Yeah. At the end of the day, it works if it's your passion. If if you really love what you do, then it yeah. will be a success. You define the word success. Don't let society define the word success for you. Yeah. Success isn't money. I was reading a, a blog somewhere that said that if you're doing something, whatever you do, if you are doing something, you're an exception. Mm-hmm. Because most people would rather not do anything than just point out if something isn't right. Yeah. For example, YouTube videos or whatever. As an example, a blog, you can see a lot of trolls. There are many trolls on comments mm-hmm. more than people that actually like the thing. Yeah. So just like most people would rather say, no, oh, that's not good, that's terrible, that YouTube channel is shit, or your videos are not good, whatever. But if you can do that, don't be the, I mean, in not being the guy who is just pointing fingers yeah. and being the one doing the things. I think that's that you're an exception, I would say. Totally. I yeah. totally agree with you. So you have like a few things going on and you just take a job that you'll be starting in January, right? Mm-hmm. How do you see yourself balancing the two? Or when you finish studying rather, do you see yourself working in communications or what do you, of course you can never be certain, but mm. what do you think? Honestly, I would like to do my own business Okay. at the end of the day. I, I don't think that I will do this courses in five or 10 years anymore. I think I will have another business Honestly, I, I have no idea right now what it's going to be like, but but I know that that I want to be my own boss, and because sometimes I really got problems with um, with um, how should I explain it with uh, decisions from bosses or yeah, from sure. companies, and sometimes I cannot understand why the decision was made like this, and I <laughs> this is one big reason why I want to have my own business that I can make the decision yeah. and how I said it before if it fails I learn from it I stand up and do it better mm. and in a normal company this, in my opinion is not possible like yeah, this sure. I think when 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 they decide I don't learn something from their decision mm. because most of the time there is no time to explain me why mm. why they do it like this and I think the the learn effect is much higher when you do your own business. Yeah, especially I think the bigger the company or the corporation you're working for, the worse, eh? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I made this pledge for myself a long time ago that I will never work for a big company. Okay. And I've managed to do that, except maybe a year ago then I moved to a slightly bigger company. But otherwise, I still 
respect and appreciate the experiences I've had working with smaller startup companies. It's really great. There's so much transparency. You Sometimes you know why things are going that direction. Mm. Then in a bigger company where you just like a cog in a wheel, we just have to do what you yeah. have to do. Don't question anything. You know? Yeah, just yeah. just do it that way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if you had to change anything in the world right now, what would that be? You got so many good questions. If I could change something right now, well, I I think there are this this standard sentences like uh, no war and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. I well, I honestly. I would love to see that there are no no wars in the world. Yeah. But I think if I if I really could se- could change something, then uh, I would like to to involve the people to use their brain, really th- think about more, be take take a minute for yourself, mm-hmm. because the people are so busy these days. They they don't even think anymore, and they they don't really use the time to to. Uh, to ask themselves and to be self-reflected. Yeah. What do they want? Where do they want to go? What do they want to be? So, that would be that would be a big wish mm. to the society out there. Think. Okay. So, if you had to, is there something that you believe so badly that most people don't believe in it? That you believe. Mm. Well, no, I don't think so. That I believe something that that is totally out of the box, or not honest. out of the box, just like something that you think is obvious to you that w- when you think about it. Uh, but for most people, it doesn't appear that way. Which is like a, could be like a secret to you that just like you just see it that way. Okay. But the rest of the world just doesn't see it like that. Okay. Well, I got an, a slogan. When I go traveling, I got a slogan, and I call it. It's called Hakuna Matara. Yeah. From Lion King, and I always. That's Swahili, by the way. Is it? It's Swahili. I didn't it, know. Me, it means no problem. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> so I learned something. So, and this is my my secret. So, for for myself, it means more like. Um, everything will be good mm. there is no problem out yeah. there so just just go because yeah. for example I hate to fly I hate it but I tell myself Hakuna Matata just do it yeah. I mean if something happens it happened happens and just just go for it and try it and don't be afraid yeah and um, yeah this this is just my my personal slogan I think when people got problems Sometimes it's not that easy to see, to see the light at yeah. the end of the tunnel, and maybe a, a Hakuna Matata would help. Sometimes, mm. for most people, yeah. Just to make that clear, Hakuna Matata means no worries or no problems. I think is something to me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and you have a tattoo. What does it mean? It says life and a music note on top of it. Yeah. Well, some people might think it is obvious that music is my life, mm. but it doesn't mean that for me it's a reminder to live your life mm. don't look at others because there are a lot of a lot of haters out there especially when you get successful mm. and um yeah make make your way make mm. your make the life make the best of your life and live every every day as as right. yeah totally and you, music wise what are you into what music do you like to well i was in a choir for a couple of years and nice. um with about 120 children from uh, 5 to 25 years old mm-hmm. and there i there i realized how much i love music live music and concerts and stuff and this is my passion for music yeah oh, okay but on a daily basis or yeah. on your phone on your playlist what yeah, do you usually have yeah, on, on my phone, on my playlist, on YouTube, stuff like that. Because, as you can imagine, there is a time when when all the projects are live. Mm. You don't have the time to go singing every yeah, week yeah, in sure. the choir. And So who is like on top of your playlist? The, what is your favorite song that is like right now? I, for me, it changes all the time. Okay. Yeah. I always have a different song in every week or so that I'm listening to. 
Well, I'm I'm a big big fan of Justin Timberlake, honestly. Yeah, so. you look like him. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's so funny that you say that because a lot of my friends are telling me that, and I'm yeah. always like, don't choke, because they I think they just tell me that because I love him so much. Yeah. And yeah. So I really really like him a lot, and he's always on top of my playlist. Okay. So Justin Timberlake, if you hear that, you can call me. <laughs> <laughs> and books, what do you read? Like cooking books or a yeah. book that you would recommend to anyone? Um, I really love Donna Hay. She's very famous. I think she's from Australia. Okay. I love her, her style of, of doing photos. Right. Um, yeah, I would recommend that. Have and a you, look. And you have, you're a very good photographer as well. We, Thanks a lot. We, we did some photos last night for my profile. <laughs> yeah, totally. It was good. It was good. Are you yeah. happy with them? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> really? We sent that that we had to send okay. and the, the, I think the photos are great very good mm-hmm. so how can people get hold of you if they want to Facebook you have Twitters or your URL for your, for your website yeah sure um, well people can go to shareit.ch okay and it's very important that it's like share eat, eat. but it's just one E in the middle so the E is the connection between share and, and eat, eat. Okay. Yeah. so the share as in English, they share it. Yeah, when you say it like this. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So share it as food, not share it, but s no. h a r e a t. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Dot c h for C-H. Switzerland. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, sure. Because dot com was already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's already yeah. And uh, you can they find you on Facebook or on Twitters? Yeah, they find me on Facebook and on Instagram, mm. and for sure the website as well. So there is also a formula where you can yeah send me messages so cool cheers Tom it was nice meeting you man thanks a lot man awesome thanks great cool all the best that was it folks I hope you enjoyed it and before I leave I just gotta remind you right now you could actually just go on iTunes find the great app podcast and subscribe or you can go on Stitcher Radio or you can go on my own website which is greyjabesi.com which is G-R-E-Y J-A-B-E-S-I dot com and subscribe right there and I gotta say look forward to the next episode coming up and the Grave Podcast comes out every Tuesday and Thursday so it's two times a week every new guest with very cool and inspiring messages and stories and you know all the cool people that I could possibly meet in this world so stay amazing family cheers bye bye